Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine. And I'm Stephen. So today for this very special episode of the podcast, we spoke to Camilla Didina about her short film Debutante a few days before it appeared at the Galway Film Festival. It was a fascinating discussion and I know you'll love it. First, Here's a clip of the film. At this time, you have an opportunity to make a statement. I spent the night with Sam. Could you elaborate on what you mean by that? We... Did you have sexual intercourse? Um, very excited today. Our very special guest is Camilla Didina. Um, she's the writer, director and producer of the short film Debutante, which, as we record, is about to debut at the Galway Film Festival. Um, Camilla is also an ex-Jehovah's Witness. And uh, so we'd just like to say welcome to the show, Camilla. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I guess I'm just going to jump in straight away and just say, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your film? Like what what? is the film about without uh, I guess giving away as much as you want to telling us about it <laughs> of course it's always tricky to talk about uh, mm -hmm. what is your film about when it's a short because shorts yes. are so short that yes. uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah it's a challenge mm -hmm. to say anything without uh, spoilers mm -hmm. but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best mm -hmm. um, so uh, Debutant is a drama set in the community of Irish Jehovah's Witnesses um, the protagonist is an 18-year-old girl called Meg, who is a very devout uh, Jehovah's Witness. Uh, she uh, is in a platonic uh, romantic relationship with um, another very devout Jehovah's Witness called Sam. And um, the centre of the film is um, her experience of something called the Judicial Committee, uh, which she is uh, summoned to um, after um, committing what's thought of as a sin um, um, in, in her relationship with Sam. And <laughs> I'm realizing this is going really, uh, yeah, lots of spoilers already. <laughs> but yeah, basically it's... Um, it's very much seen through the eyes of that teenage girl, the, the, the mm -hmm. clash between, you know, something really innocent and loving and um, very much um, natural and the uh, response from the over, really overbearing, uh, controlling religious group she's in. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I tried to tell that story. That was really important to me in a compassionate way mm -hmm. uh, and a delicate and subtle way because I think um, that subject is really complex and it, it would have been easy to go into, you know, oh my God, look at those horrible Jehovah's Witnesses elders mm -hmm. and the horrible things they did and they do. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt that would have been just too simplistic and not necessarily reflecting the reality of, of that experience and that process. So it was a big um, goal of mine to keep it compassionate, keep it um, as much as possible reflecting some of that complexity. Um, don't know how I did on that. We'll see soon <laughs> enough, hopefully. <laughs> I tried anyway. <laughs> 
guess um, like what made what drew you to making uh the, or wanting to tell this particular story because obviously there's um so much in the the JW world if you wanted to focus on that area what what drew you to this particular story um that's a good question um I started this whole journey as as a filmmaker with that subject of of the experiences and the and the reality of of what it's like to be a Jehovah's Witness by writing actually a feature film script mm-hmm. uh, called uh, 144,000 Lies <laughs> 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 I know um, <laughs> that was all the way in oh goodness August 2015, six mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, uh, I I extracted uh, a story that could be uh, made into a short, a standalone short film mm-hmm. from that script, and that beca- became debutant. But yeah. um, I think even though it wasn't my own experience, I've never been to a judicial committee, I've never gone through things that happened in the film to the protagonist personally, but I knew, like I felt very strongly about having left Jehovah's Witnesses and and what I've been through in that process. And also I thought it's, it's a really interesting subject for people who aren't and never have been Jehovah's Witnesses because it's really... um, intense Mm -hmm. complex uh, and I think it could be also seen as relatable to people who maybe have had experiences with other religious groups or other Mm -hmm. forms of control Um, Mm -hmm. and and as a whole I thought it'd be something that that lends itself well to to the big screen Um, so that combination of factors I think was what ended up um, Mm -hmm. in in me having the film to present Mm -hmm. today but I know there's like a lot of other possible stories that, you know, could be told about the experiences of Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. I just felt like uh, this particular one would, would work well on screen. So again, mm-hmm. hopefully it did. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely a story I'm really excited to see um, myself that you, you've told here because it's yeah one that I think... Uh, regardless of if like you said you've gone through that situation or not just being um a woman that's aware of how the witnesses work it's close to your heart whether you're not you've had to be in a like go through that or not mm-hmm. because of like people have talked about i mean men and women um regardless have been uh, the fear of these committees as well so understanding and telling that story i think yeah really really good thing that you you've done i'm excited to see it um thank you um i also thought in you know inside that process uh of of the judicial committee there's obviously there's you know the hardcore uh horrible experience uh Mm -hmm. that uh, i hope i reflected as well um but there's aspects of that that i find absurd Mm -hmm. hysterically funny in a really cringy way uh, I mean, it's not it's not a laughing matter by no means, but there are aspects of it that are almost like, you know, um, it's so ridiculous. It, it's, it's, you yeah, have to there's a whole laugh. there's a whole mm. range of um, feelings that that experience can evoke, mm. um, and and you know, then there's the aspect of looking at this even briefly from the perspective of the elders involved. You know, what, what if? Mm-hmm. Apologies, that's the sound of my coffee machine. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, the, you know, what what if the elders or one of them doesn't want to be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I'm sure is often the case. Yeah. Uh, or, or doesn't really want to go through with it, uh, but kind of has to, or else mm-hmm. he's, you know, the role's turn. He's the subject of this. Uh, all of that complexity is, is a huge amount of things to try and put into a, a short mm. that lasts 18 minutes and 15 mm. seconds, but I tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just having all that understanding and you being able to speak to your actors to that, though, even if there's not, you know, direct lines <laughs> that say, oh, and this is what's happening, just having that underneath, it really colours how how that comes across, doesn't it? So um, I think it's really cool to hear that you've got all of that running through it, even if, um, like you said, there's not lots of time it's gonna 
affect how it comes on screen if everyone's aware of all these different pulling threads. That's that's right. I had a really great cast, I have to say, who mm-hmm. um, their commitment, their talent, their their um, investment, emotional investment, mm-hmm. time investment uh, into the process of rehearsing of of uh, preparing the character mm-hmm. characters was really fantastic and uh, I'm incredibly grateful uh, the my lead actress uh, Una O'Brien um, took on a huge challenge of you know conveying that character without mm. um, going into things that aren't um, how will I put it without going into things that are heavy-handed mm. you know because it would be easy to present the character as a victim or uh, the other extreme, you know, this kind of obnoxious mm. flavor of girl power. You know, she's a strong female character and, mm. you know, look at her go. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of nuance in a performance. Mm. Uh, as, a, as an actor myself, as a director, as an audience member, I love nuance. I think it's incredibly powerful and it can deliver so much more in, mm. in a performance than... than being told on the nose, this is how I feel, this is what is happening, mm-hmm. uh, what's happening. So uh, Una did a phenomenal job in, in, you know, navigating that nuanced performance. And uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen Debutant, I think, a million times, because <laughs> when, you're, when you're editing it, when you're, yeah. you know, when you're um, working on a color grade, on music, mm-hmm. on sound effects, or, or sound kind of post-production, uh, you watch it over and over and over again. I swear to God, I think I I know every millisecond of the film mm-hmm. by heart. I could like play it to you mm. I, <laughs> from yeah. from my head. Just act the whole thing out again. Uh, exactly. So so the, the 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 amazing thing is that you know I see those performances from Una and from everyone else mm-hmm. involved. Um, Arthur Riordan, who plays uh, the lead elder in the comedy, um, uh, Richard Neville, who plays uh, the boyfriend Sam. Um, and everyone else uh, on the cast, they really beautifully work together uh, as this ensemble cast uh, mm-hmm. and, and bring out uh, those characters to life. So I, I'm incredibly lucky to have them and uh, I can't wait for the audiences to see their performances. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to uh, register to... Um, to go to, I went to the website, the film festival website, and uh, I got so far, and then it said, "Oh, you can't. You're not in the right region." So, no. I know. Thank you. I, I should have mentioned that probably sooner. The Galway Film Festival or Galway Film Fla. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that Irish word correctly. Fla means uh, it's F L E D H. Apparently, it means okay. uh, a festival or a feast in okay. uh, Irish. Um, that is a geolocked online premiere, mm. geolocked mm-hmm. to Ireland. Sure. So um, it's it's really important for the film, uh, for myself as well, because it's it is the festival in Ireland to premiere mm-hmm. your film at. It's it's, cool. it's fantastic. It's been around since like the eighties, and and mm. uh, you know it's 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 a brilliant start of the film's mm. journey, mm. but. Um, the, uh, the film will be available, uh, like it'll, it'll have its own festival journey, mm-hmm. certainly outside of Ireland as well, in the UK, Europe, Fantastic. and the USA, and hopefully everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it will also be released on video on demand. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you exactly yet how or when, but mm-hmm. I'm working on that. So with video on demand, it'll be available anywhere from the, in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and... Um, if if the, any of the crowdfunding supporters of the film are listening to this, uh, yes, Stephen, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I was only a ministerial servant level, so it wasn't like without uh, my no, money. No, stop, stop! I should have remembered. Oh goodness, I feel like saying, "Let's cut this bit out." Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, I'm so sorry, Stephen. Um, I will be emailing all the crowdfunding supporters with your own private copy of the film very, very soon, possibly as soon as tomorrow. But I I can't commit to that yet because uh, my seven-month-old baby dictates my (laughs) schedule at the moment. So, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm working very hard on this. But um, 
yeah. I think it's safer not to say exactly which day and which hour it's going to be in case, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, yeah, baby is cool. going to have other plans. But uh, <laughs> very, very soon is the answer. Great. Brilliant. Um, what what yeah. have um, what have I suppose you, you've you've shown uh, a select um, few people um, sort of scratch shows and stuff like that. What's been the um, the response to obviously your film, but also this world that you've given people a, an insight into? What what's been the way that people have sort of reacted to it? Um, so far, from the you know this the. The audience, the limited audience that mm. have been mostly people who made the film, uh, including the cast and uh, some of the executive producers, and uh, a, a circle, a small circle of my friends sure. who I go to for, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or who have been, you know, supporting me throughout this whole process for years now. Um, their response has been really good. Um, the right. the nice thing about it is that uh, it that response is is from people. I know I said my friends, but they are they are people who won't BS me yeah. mm -hmm. and pat me on the back, regardless of how the film turned out. Well mm -hmm. done for the effort. No, it's it's <laughs> genuinely they seem to really respond positively. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't mm -hmm. want to like you know the way when there's a hype about a film. Sure. Everybody's talking about something, mm. and then you go see it, and you're like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Nah, I don't yeah. want to do that. No, <laughs> I, I would rather yeah. uh, allow the people to make their own yeah. mind when they see it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really encouraging. Let mm. me put it this Good. way: so far, you know, and I'm very very excited about sharing it further. <laughs> uh, I guess um, what I'm sort of interested in as well is is the way that um, you know, obviously, people's perception of jehovah's witnesses is very narrow you know they they uh they meet them perhaps when they knock on their door or these days they might get a letter from some random person or maybe they know somebody from work and so on but that's a very narrow view and i think what films like yours and you know one or two others but not many have done is to provide a window into the social life of Jehovah's Witnesses, what it's like to be a Jehovah's Witness, and I, and I think that's so valuable. So it's so great mm. um, that you've made this piece that that gives people that that peek really into a, a side of Jehovah's Witnesses that most people would have absolutely no idea of. You know, a judicial mm. committee. You know, what what's that? Well, it's you know, people worry about kind of Sharia law and things like that. Well, it's in a way, it's just like that. It's uh, it's an internal court or judicial system that um that that controls the way that that jehovah's witnesses do things and so on so yeah i think it's great yeah, that you've I, got that window thank you um i i think my my aim has always been to you know show jehovah's witnesses as real people mm. with their struggles as well their challenges mm. their um and and this kind of division between you know what it even even if it's only a briefest of insights into what is it like to be a Jehovah's Witness elder in that mm. situation and obviously yeah. what is it like to be a devout Jehovah's Witness who um, you know goes through that process and how it affects in in the case of my film how it affects um, Meg's uh, mom and her dad um, as well um, it's um, like I think in when I, I remember when I was uh, talking to a journalist in Poland back when I was crowdfunding for the film in 2019, we talked about how um, Jehovah's Witnesses are perceived as harmless weirdos mm. in Poland. And I found that really interesting. Um, first of all, I don't think they're harmless, or some of the policies are, are, are definitely not harmless. Mm. And I wanted to reflect mm. that with the film. But also this thing about, a, you know, a harmless weirdo is a two-dimensional sticker that you put on somebody. And I, I really wanted to show you know, like an inside view and, and make the audience feel, mm. hopefully, even for a moment, you know, that there's just, there are real human beings with all their mm. complexities in there. And, and um, there's much more to a Jehovah's Witness than refusing to take blood, Jehovah's mm. Witness, uh, uh, the pedophile scandals and the knocking on the door uh, mm -hmm. stereotypes, you know? Well, stereotypes. 
stereotypes yeah. in the sense of these are probably the first three things that come to mind when people think of Jehovah's mm. Witnesses. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And and I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to show a bit more uh, and something something um, less known uh, that yeah. I think is just as important. So I think that's the, the value of it. Yeah, definitely. It is the the hopes of the film. Is it more when you set out making it? Were you so, you know, when you imagine the audience that you're making it for, were you imagining more non-witness audience that you're telling this story to? Or I guess, like, yeah, when you were sitting down, you're thinking, right, off I go on this journey. <laughs> By all means, from the very start, the film was meant to be for everyone and mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wanted to, to make it for ex-Jehovah's Witnesses and those Jehovah's Witnesses who are still in, but mentally out mm-hmm. or on their way out yeah. or, or conflicted or struggling uh, and I, I'm certain they will watch my film <laughs> and uh, the idea was on, on that end to give them on-screen representation mm-hmm. and to also bring them a source of some level of comfort or a, a sense of that they're not alone mm-hmm. uh, or they're less alone than mm-hmm. they feel um, but also, very much so, I always aimed my film at anyone and everyone because um, it is, in many ways, a universal coming-of-age story. It, it has those um, tones or, or those elements in it. Um, and like I said, it, I'm hoping um, it'll be relatable to people who have experiences of other controlling mm. um, upbringing or, 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 you know, whether it's religion mm-hmm. or other uh, institutions or, or, or sources of control um but also for anyone who's never had any experience with uh, that type of stuff uh, i still think it's it's a it's an interesting insight into some parts of our humanity um Mm -hmm. that that hopefully will be attractive to to watch for anyone um so that's always been the plan um i didn't want to limit the film i I thought it would be limiting it you know uh Mm. if if i if I made it in a way that it's only accessible to ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, mm. um, it just wouldn't, I don't think it would serve everyone that no. same way, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, oh, probably it's a pervert thing to say, but uh, I've never thought about it as a warning to people who are interested in talking to Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. I, I really didn't. But mm-hmm. maybe it's more like know what you're going in for. <laughs> Yeah. If you're going in for it, good for you. You're free to do whatever you want, but just like Mm -hmm. no, because I think at least I remember when I was a Jehovah's Witness, I didn't have a clue about what was going on inside the Jehovah's Witnesses um, judicial Mm -hmm. committee. Like you knew Mm -hmm. it's a thing that happens if you get in trouble, but I never had the faintest idea of just how horrible and shockingly wrong experience it is um and i think yeah. a, a lot probably a majority of, of rank and file jehovah's witnesses still don't know that so mm-hmm. at least and it's not something you discuss either in your bible study when you're an interested person as a you know a potential no. a prospective jehovah's it's witness not. so mm-hmm. yeah so you know uh, i'm really hoping the film will will have a huge um reach uh, in in the sense of also you know Here's something you should know probably before you make that yeah. decision to get baptized. Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Yeah, it's not just a, yeah, it's not just a window for non-witnesses to see into something. It's it's an aspect that even witnesses don't see into as well. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think we're, like with all all good movies and, and art, really, you're you're taking a a manageable thing, which is this judicial committee and this very specific situation and it sounds to me like um you're of course with that comes a whole bunch of other insights into the world of of jehovah's witnesses so it just so happens we're talking a lot at the moment about relationships and what it's like for jehovah's witnesses to you know start romantic relationships and finish them and and then also what it's like if once you leave and you know, you might still have some of those re- relationships or or you might be thinking about 
starting others. So it's, it's quite a complex situation. But what this story, I think, allows people to see is things around gender, how gender is treated within the organisation, you know, how men and women are um, seen as different and the authority that, that men have within the organisation and the, the power that women don't have really within these situations and I think it just provides the opportunity to talk all about all about that um, <clears throat> focused on on that particular situation so I think mm. it's really interesting what what's mm. your thoughts about um, how does that reflect your thoughts about the way that women are treated within the organization have you got any thoughts about that oh absolutely I mean uh, you know it's been so many years since I left Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. or at least since that kind of most tumultuous mm. um, stage of it ended. But I do, um, I do feel very strongly about the reduction of women's um, role and mm. and significance in in the organization of Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witnesses to, you know, of. Uh, worker bees who just are good for you know knocking on doors spreading mm-hmm. literature and um cleaning the kingdom hall mm-hmm. um i remember i mean now i'm you know i'm able to kind of think about it calmly and and mm. think, and, and uh yeah but uh, there was a time where i was livid mm. furious just thinking about it um i believe I was present in a uh, an assembly an, at an assembly talk mm-hmm. uh, in Poland. Um, trying to dig it out of my memory, but I believe the words that were said by a uh, traveling overseer were something along, and it was supposed to be hilarious. And you know, <laughs> I remember people were chuckling, and myself included, at the time. Something about the fact that women's brains are naturally smaller or, mm. you know, less able or less mm. developed. I can't mm-hmm. remember the details of it, but it was literally mm. full on, mm. you know, women's brains are just not as powerful and, and, mm. and intelligent mm-hmm. are, uh, as men's brains. So naturally, that, it, that reflects the fact that the role of a woman is to be subject. Um, What's that word? Subdued, subjected, subordinate, in subjection, in subject. Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah, that's sorry. What's that? What's that word? I just got triggered. Yeah. <laughs> in subjection. Mm. Oh, yes, that yes. stuff. Um, mm. And 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 the and the shocking thing that I remember is the chuckle that travelled along mm. the big audience mm-hmm. of a thousand people or so. It was like a, like a local assembly, mm. uh, re- regional assembly, mm. uh, because you know. It was, yeah. you know, of course, that's what you've all been. Yeah, you've all yeah. been told and, and agreed for so long. Yeah, and the funny thing mm. is, uh, I've um, I'm really kind of celebrating and enjoying the change that I've undergone myself from this, you know, being in subjection to, mm-hmm. like, the the, the way the, the mirror for me to see how much I changed is my mom. <laughs> because um like we we have a very good relationship uh thankfully and luckily but um she thinks i'm really rude a lot of the time <laughs> because <laughs> when i'm when i'm sorting something out on the phone you know and i don't know it's a doctor's appointment or yeah. i'm ordering something <laughs> or i don't know just you know sorting life admin things i'm um i can be really confident and assertive and mm-hmm. I won't take any shit or being yeah. or being or being bobbed off or yeah. you know mm-hmm. um, I stand my ground in ways that to me are now you know just that's the way we look after get ourselves. Stuff done. Mm-hmm. But my mom is shocked. <gasps> you know <laughs> how could you have said that? Uh, and it's funny. It's funny and it's eye opening and it's um, it shows me I'm no longer in subjection, which mm. is which feels great. Yeah. I have a daughter now. She's seven months old, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to um, bring her up, you know, in a way that is mm-hmm. is just very far removed from anything that's in subjection, yeah. if you know what I mean. Hopefully, Absolutely. not going to into the other extreme either of of <laughs> mm-hmm. you know of 
like I think there's a flavor. There's there's a um, if 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 it's like a a dial, if you will, if you mm-hmm. turn that dial up too much in the other end, it just becomes a bit obnoxious. I think. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully somewhere you know. Yeah, I think of that. on another podcast we like a film review on you know the Commode and Mayo that they have a phrase where it's like eleventy stupid when you turn the dial up to eleventy stupid. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just remembered an example of just how rude I became, and this is actually really rude, but also <laughs> it was kind of awesome. And rude. Um, when I was pregnant, uh, I was heavily pregnant, like six months or something. Um, mm-hmm. It was in September last year. It was just after. It was like the week after we finished shooting Debutant, mm-hmm. and I was absolutely wrecked. I was, you know, and it was warm. It was a warm day. I was, I was going to a scan in the maternity hospital here, mm-hmm. and for some reason I didn't drive. I think I was too wrecked to drive or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I couldn't clamber into my car, so um, I was, I was leaving the hospital after the scan and I was walking incredibly slowly like in slow mm-hmm. motion mm-hmm. Um, so my partner was working away so you know he couldn't be there with me to support me but um, anyway so I'm, I'm walking really slowly and I have a visible bump visible mm-hmm. from you know from space mm-hmm. at that stage <laughs> and I was there, there was a main road that I was going beside and, mm-hmm. uh, and and a little road turning off the main road that I was crossing and I was crossing it at, a, at my own pace uh, with a visible bump and there was a car driving off the main road trying to turn and mm. I was in his way. And there was other people in the car, just, just some guy driving, uh, I think with a family actually in the back. Mm. And he and there was no pedestrian crossing and I was in his way and he got impatient because I was walking really slowly and I didn't speed up because mm. I wasn't able and I wasn't mm. in the mood to r- run mm. either. And he honked at me impatiently. <laughs> And I literally, I didn't, I didn't do anything other than look at him really slowly, show him a finger, and <laughs> I kept walking at my own pace. And yeah. it was, it was horribly rude of me. It was rude of him, mm. by the way, mm. also. And he got up <gasps> and he drove yeah. off. Uh, but after I did that, I just thought to myself, "Wow, that's mm. a long way from mm. being a Jehovah's Witness." And it was, mm. it was a little success, even though. <laughs> I'm not entirely proud of it, but then again, I kind of am. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's those moments when you're like, yeah, <laughs> good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we've talked about this on, on the podcast before, but obviously um, I, I'm I'm a born in mm-hmm. JW. I was a born in JW. And, uh, and, and Celine being born was kind of the catalyst that made me have to make a decision. I'd, I'd had doubts for a long time, but... But I, I thought, can I, you know, how can I tell this child stuff that I don't really believe myself? Mm. Um, and as a as a young woman, you know, we often talk about the the opportunities she's got now that she wouldn't have had, and the life that you know she can mm. decide for herself what to do. So yeah, I think that's really important. I'm I'm that's always thankful. One, yeah. yeah, always mm. thankful that. Yeah, I I didn't get raised that way. Um, you're you're so, lucky. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to her because it was kind of that was the the push I needed because I, I had mm-hmm. to face that um, yeah that yeah. decision. It's, I couldn't put it off anymore. It's such a huge uh, life change. Um, I I remember yeah. um, when uh, my daughter was maybe two months old and mm-hmm. I, was, I was in the process of changing her nappy, and mm-hmm. I just had this thought of what if I were to decide to shun her or she shunned me in the future mm. because of you know basically mm. what it is what amounts to a difference of opinions and beliefs yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and I felt this incredibly visceral feeling in my stomach where it was like my stomach's like um twisted inside like out and, and went yeah and went around mm. my spine like in a mm. twist um the very thought and and it really I mean before I had my daughter I I already felt really strongly about mm. the, the the inhuman aspects of shunning po- mm. as a policy or or, or, a, or a rule but uh, now since I'm a mom it's it's like a million times more intense so my heart really genuinely breaks in a million pieces for all the Jehovah's Witnesses who are currently shunning their children and have been mm. for years and you know the people who haven't seen their who never saw their grandchildren for yeah. example because mm. of that it's because I can't begin to imagine how much they're suffering. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, my heart goes out to them and also 
if you're listening to this and you're in that position you can always mm. stop this any mm. you know you can if you if you choose to and i know it's really complex and tricky it's not simplistic so i don't mean to sound patronizing but anyway mm. i'm gonna stop now before i say something <laughs> tricky no, i mean it is oh, it is such a and that's another one of those you know, there's a there's a whole range of films, books, things that could be talked about that those situations that mm-hmm. I don't think are really currently represented in um, in the way that we tell stories about our experiences. You know, so yeah, disfellowshipping is is such a it is such a, an emotionally visceral experience. I'm sure that um, yeah, I'm surprised it's not been sort of dealt with in in film, mm. in 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 books, really, as far as I'm aware. Obviously, there's quite a lot of um, biography, a lot of you can read people's sort of experiences. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I think the the benefit of um, of fiction is is that it it just allows you to see into that emotional aspect of it in a much more uh, clear way, doesn't it? Definitely, and there's also the aspect of you know the, there are as far as I know, countless documentaries mm. on some of the more kind of hardcore aspects of the religion yeah. of Jehovah's Witnesses. And um, and they range in quality, let me put it this yes. way. Um, but I, I, I f- like some of them are, I'm sure, exceptional. But um, I felt really strongly about, you know, those, I think I came across when I was researching, um, because even though, you know, I have my life experience as a Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. I still spent months researching mm. Um, mm. the judicial committee process and, mm. and other aspects of things that I maybe wasn't as familiar with. But mm. I remember I came across this documentary on YouTube. It was American and it was about this guy who I think was an elder and he killed his family with a shotgun. And what a horrible thing mm. to have happened. But the way this documentary was done was nauseating. Mm. Uh, scandal-oriented, cheap, <gasps> you know, Mm. Uh, reconstruction of of those mm-hmm. events in mm. in a way that was just it was like i don't know it's like the, the emotions that are pumped by or, or or evoked by programs like i don't know britain's got talent or something where it's yeah. you know when it, where it's i'm sorry to say but it's cheap it's yeah. mm. it's oriented at scandal yeah. at yeah. at uh, this feeling of <gasps> You know, oh my yeah. God, look at that. Yeah. And there's mm. there's no subtlety, there's no space for nuance mm. and for... It's not powerful because mm-hmm. you're looking for that powerfulness, you mm. know, as the makers of that type of stuff. Um, and it's it's kind of screaming at you. And when it's screaming at me, anything that's screaming at me, I just shut it out. I'm not yeah. interested. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are people who, you know, enjoy that and it appeals to them mm. and you know and and somehow maybe it even is cathartic for them to see this but mm. um it's just completely the opposite of what i'm about what mm. i'm after mm. um so um and like you said fiction um is is a whole different beast and and mm. i think it allows the audience much more to maybe even identify with a character or relate mm-hmm. to them whether it's partially or fully or or you know even in a small bit it's 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 just different and i think it's Personally, like I rarely watch documentaries. Um, I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. there are very few documentaries I love. Uh, one of them is the farthest, and it's about the Voyager uh, trip mm-hmm. into the universe. So, like you know, oh different yes. beast, uh, or about cats <laughs> in Turkey. Oh lady. You know, but uh, but I wouldn't like consume documentaries on mm-hmm. a, on a regular basis. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with fiction. I love fiction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, Apostasy, you know, the feature yeah. film, fantastic. I thought yeah. was was mm-hmm. was tremendously mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I I it, it blew my mind, and um, mm-hmm. I I wanted to, you know, work or emulate it to some extent that reality uh, in a not not in a not i uh, what's the word um not imitate it but it's authenticity reflect a diff for. yeah reflect yeah. a different uh, aspect of that mm. even though funny story uh when i saw the very time the very first time i saw the trailer for uh, apostasy i was devastated my world <laughs> fell apart because it was like i don't know maybe it was like two years after i wrote my feature film script right. and i wasn't really getting anywhere with it and i was like <gasps> no 
Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's going to. I was the one who, you know, who was going to make a feature film about Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witnesses yeah. first. God damn it! I was yeah. absolutely devastated. And uh, uh, the, you know, it, it was funny to see how, you know, I, I saw the film and I loved it. And ultimately, they're very different stories, also. Yes. So mm-hmm. there, you know, there's space for everyone. But uh, yeah, I still, you know, when I think of apostasy, I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> mm. I totally understand that. Yeah, I totally understand that. Because mm-hmm. um, we we've made a, a film, haven't we, Celine? We have. Yeah, it was um, much lower, like um, budget wise. We were. It was like fr- I was fresh out of um, uni, so yeah, at uni I did media and uh, English, and uh-huh. yeah, got into filmmaking there. And then um, we finished, and we were like let's make a film um Brilliant. So, yeah so it was really fun i had a really good time we did a premiere and stuff of our own um you know like crowdfunded a bit so that we could afford to do like a little premiere thing and it was really fun had a really good time yeah. um, brilliant and it taught us lots of things in mm. that um you know everything we make gets better every time and we've got plans to make like a, a very short film like sort of more like seven minutes or so um but yeah it's well, I had a good time. We had no equipment and no money. Like dad was, mm. I, I, we, we had a skateboard and me standing on a skateboard with a rig and me being pulled backwards I to pulled, be I was a dolly. Skateboards are great for, for yeah. a slide. I hear you. It I was great. Yeah. It worked really. It's just very funny, you know. It was in the middle it's of the a storm and we're like, show. well, we have the act mm. today and we have to go. So we're just mm. in a storm, just like, here we go, being pulled Fair backwards. Play. I know. It's, uh, filmmaking mm. is, 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 I, I, I think it's an addiction of mine and I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. I mean, yeah. obviously I love making films, um, but when I'm in there, mm-hmm. at, and like it's incredibly hard, I'm, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm in there with the, in the hard moments, I hate mm-hmm. it passionately, yeah. with a vengeance. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm never making another film again. God damn it, I haven't slept in weeks. I need yeah. a break, can't take it anymore, and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you, you, you ride that mm-hmm. out yeah. and, and, and then it's all good again. And I can't wait to make my new film now. Oh, yeah. sir, I seriously oh, I need to ask you about that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the blog article that you wrote, um, I think it's on LinkedIn, um, is... Um, oh, my, me pouring my heart out about how yeah, hard, hard it was. That right? is a wonderful piece of writing, Camilla. Yeah. Um, and yeah... I mean, you know, we've we've been through the um, the trying to get funding by applying to various different um, bodies things yeah. over and over <laughs> and over again. So and mm. you talk so eloquently about that. You know, do you want to tell the the listeners a little bit about that process and and uh, what that's like? Sure. Thank you so much for your kind words. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? It was a funny one. Um, I never shared publicly just you know, those difficult aspects mm. of this whole process because at the time, you know, when, when you're in there, it, going through that, it feels too personal. I'm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the type of person who, like, maybe, I, I guess I used to be more, but I've sort of withdrawn a bit from social media. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, just, I'm nearly 40 years old and, you know, I'm, I'm not that generation of, of people who <laughs> like mm. to, I don't know, show photos of their dinner. Sure. And, <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that. I just I feel kind of awkward about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was too personal at the time. Mm. And also, um, and I'm saying that with all honesty, when mm. you're crowdfunding, you want to project confidence and, mm. and a certain degree of success, like that you know what you're doing and you've got this and you're not going to disappoint anyone and you're going to deliver a film mm-hmm. and you're not going to drop the ball and just like fall mm. apart and whatever. So I had to keep a certain face on social media and, uh, you know, and, and that was just part of the, of the process, but I felt it was the right moment to just as the film is about to premiere in Ireland that, you know, I, I think it's, it, I just felt it would be interesting and, mm. and hopefully relatable to, uh, other independent filmmakers mm-hmm. um and I, it was it was cathartic i think as well for me to to just share this i also uh <laughs> when i was writing it it was a monday and i i literally spent all day writing it mm-hmm. it was like you know it was a long long mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. um i was alone with my daughter my partner was working and she had a 
She had a really cool day where nothing was bothering her. She wasn't teething. She was just happy out playing. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a little slot machine, I call it. It's a little mm-hmm. toy that, you know, press buttons and it flashes mm-hmm. little lights right, and plays songs and goes, ooh. And, uh, you know, she, she was just happy out. So I literally, I think I was writing it from like 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. with, mm-hmm. you know, little breaks. And um, it's, yeah, it, it felt really cathartic. It felt healing. Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess if you're asking what, what I shared was basically it was, it was I think aside from giving birth to my daughter, uh, making this film was the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. <laughs> Although, mm. uh, hang on, no, sorry, still the hardest thing I've ever done was leaving Jehovah's Witnesses. Sorry, let me take that back. That in, there, yeah. in in that <laughs> order, it was it was sure. uh, leaving Jehovah's Witnesses, giving birth to my daughter, and then. Making the film. the film. Of um, course, you're doing two of those things at the same time. That's um, which, yes, <laughs> uh, horrible combo. <laughs> Did very well. It's amazing. Yes. I'm, I was Thank talking God. to my housemates before I came in. I was like, mm. this woman's very impressive. I use that expression. Thank God, still, even though I'm I'm more of an atheist <laughs> these days, but. Um, Thanks be to the medical people for the epidural. Mm. Let me just say that mm-hmm. it's uh, good it's stuff. Just, it's the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, if I, yeah, it's I, I, did, I don't smoke, but if I did, once I got it, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> where were we? What's happened? Yeah. <laughs> Bob Marley playing in my head. Mm. <laughs> it was very impressive because obviously you kept us up to date um, on various points how you were getting on, and then sort of next thing was, oh yeah, and I've had a baby. What? <laughs> I know I tried yeah, yeah, yeah I mean good. you know what I could have I could have pumped it more in hindsight <laughs> yeah. you know I could have I have photos from the set where you can see my bump uh, yeah. but yeah. if you don't know you might just think mm. of, you know I'm, I have a belly uh, mm. I, I don't I don't want to use the FAT word I don't know if it's safe <laughs> these days but um, um, you know and I could have gone like oh my god look at Look at this female filmmaker who's pregnant on set directing her film. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hashtag women in film. But I just, you know what? I did not have the energy for it. No. And mm. I I don't know. I mean, what about all the other filmmakers out there, you know, who aren't pregnant mm. and they're making their films and it's just as impressive, um, mm. including men. Men mm. are great. And, you know, their films are amazing. I... Anyway. But it's, it's that performative <laughs> aspect, isn't it? I don't it? Really know what I'm saying here. <laughs> it, it's, um, you're not, obviously, you're not one to sort of, it's not about the performance um, offset, it's about the the film. It's that that you're trying to, um, to focus on. Yeah, exactly. I wanted yeah. people to like the film hmm. because it's a good film. Yeah. Not yeah. because it was made by a woman yeah. who's of a certain age, who was pregnant, making it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean... I guess it's like it's a bonus knowledge that makes the story maybe more interesting but uh fundamentally I want people to like the film for what it is as a film like if people mm-hmm. never met me never heard of me before or anything to do with the making of the film they see it I wanted to like it you for its own the film to, sake, yeah stand you know? on its own merit I do yeah, I do yeah. love personally stories of how films get made and challenges that get overcome mm-hmm. um I think it's an interesting Mm. you know um aspect of that like i remember there was a tv series not long ago it's four episodes i can't remember the title of it it was on netflix but it included stories about making uh, dirty dancing ghostbusters mm. and some other two iconic 80s films i can't remember mm. um and dirty dancing was like such a disaster in production mm. it was so yeah. hard couldn't get distributed anywhere mm. nobody wanted mm-hmm. it um uh, it was it was mind blowing just how mm-hmm. much um, uh, ob- obstacles the production mm. people and and the directors and all, all that stuff they had to to make that film. I love that stuff. So in a way, mm-hmm. I thought you know people would might get a kick out of it, that as well of making that really, on a much really lesser scale. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really and and I thought you know for me, um, I don't know what you thought, Celine, but I I thought it was quite mm-hmm. quite nice to you know misery loves company sort of thing mm. and it's uh, we we know how it feels to keep getting rejected you know from yeah. for me like a, I don't know, it's a fairly small pot of money um you go through days of writing of trying to get this form mm. in the right format and saying everything you want to say and you have to yeah. attend workshops where they try to help you 
um, to put this thing together. And um, yeah, and then we got very close with one, and it was like, "This is it. It's happening. It's happening." Yeah, oh yeah. And then it doesn't. You're like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Yeah, you sort of like yeah. I'm living with um, you know, but in my house, it's we're all do different kinds of art, and you know, we all have the same story. So and it's just like you just sort of sit at the end of the day, have you like bangers and mash, just like commiserating each other because you've got to because of what you, you yeah. get up and you I do know, it again. It's, but it's part of that. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it seems like it's part of that experience of choosing any mm. sort of art form as your as yeah. your way of life. I think uh, I know uh, in the Galway Film Festival, which is on mm-hmm. this week or already started two days ago, mm-hmm. um, there is a short documentary called um, "The Application," I think, ah, or "Application." Okay. Uh, and it's about, uh, as far as I know, a theatre artists mm-hmm. and their experience of applying for funding during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It looks really good. I, I saw the trailer. Mm. I, I yeah. want to watch it myself. I haven't seen it, but just the subject is really interesting. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, going to be relatable to anyone. No, yeah, definitely spent, sounds interesting. Uh, who spent their guts and the, the currency of their soul yes. to apply for funding repeatedly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'll be looking out for that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what, what have you got on the horizon then? Um, what's what's next? Can you talk about anything that's coming up? Well, um, in the immediate future, uh, I'm directing uh, two podcasts uh, based mm-hmm. on um, Fables for Robots um, mm-hmm. by a Polish uh, science fiction iconic oh, wow. writer called Stanisław Lem. He uh, is the author of uh, the book that the film mm-hmm. Solaris was based on. Uh, yes. Ah, yes. Saw it. yes. He's yeah. just incredible. Uh, so uh, it's, wow. it's actually a series of uh, stories for children. Yeah. But they're, they're all, they're, they're like a blend between science fiction and mythology. They're okay. incredible. Uh, so uh, two of those I'm directing um, as podcasts next week for the Polish Arts Festival in Limerick in wow. Ireland, uh, which is on cool. later in the autumn. Incredibly Great. exciting, completely Great. different from mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a bit of a hardcore drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's lovely to, to switch oh, wow. to that. Um, uh, I In my immediate future, I need a holiday. Uh, like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm planning on that. Mm-hmm. And also like going back to bit of a maternity leave which yeah. <laughs> you know like if, you kind of missed out on that, didn't you? <laughs> a little bit um and um uh, as to the further future uh, the answer is i don't know yet uh, mm-hmm. i i have nothing um firmly confirmed yet mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna leave it at that but obviously mm-hmm. you know I'm, i can't wait to uh, direct again yeah. direct being the operative word uh, production, yes. not so much. Uh, okay, so direction forward to directing. is where you're going. Okay. If any producers are listening to this and you see debutant mm-hmm. and you're, uh, you know, you're taken with it, mm-hmm. uh, and you want to produce my next film, um, or you want to bring me on board as a director, call me. <laughs> Great. Well, we can put your contact details of some sort on the show notes um, in somewhere or another. So um, your business yeah. inquiries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank um, you. So I really, uh, I really like um, the whole idea of, of narrative as a way to help people understand the world. So it's, it's something that I'm personally interested in. Um, and I think that, you know, listening to you talk to us today and also listening to your discussions that you've done on other shows like with Lloyd's and, and so on. And, you know, you're, you're somebody who is very much around narrative and storytelling. It's very much your thing. And I think that's that's so important because that's actually how we make sense of the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, so I think that's that's a, a great way to help people. <laughs> sure, Matrix, Matrix was my... Uh, <laughs> oh, was it? was my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> when I was leaving, when I was about to leave really? Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. and you know the, that scene makes sense. When, when uh, Neo wakes up from his first yeah. trip and realizes what's the story, and he like mm. falls on his knees and vomits, uh, <laughs> it's like that's how it feels to yeah. realize that you don't believe in what Jehovah's Witnesses told you mm. anymore, and that yeah. you're you know you're left out, uh, mm. and that's how scary it is. That's how horrible it is. Uh, mm. It's like I, I think I watched Matrix like forty times. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite therapy. films 
yeah. Because as well with that, it's because it's quite violent. It was one that you weren't allowed to watch um, as a Jehovah's Witness, really, or you were discouraged against. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so I remember when I when I came out, yeah, I suddenly, um, yeah, became an absolute massive fan of that of that film mm. and uh, f- funnily as well uh, I, it was the same time when I was really into the X-Files yes. there's an episode mm. in season 8 when Mulder is dying or dead or being resurrected or one of those and mm-hmm. uh, Scully says to somebody uh, what's that line is it, the uh, truth the truth may hurt but it's mm. all that matters mm. right. I swear mm. to you it was like I cried and cried Bom. and rewound that moment over <laughs> and over. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I could like, someday I think I might uh, write more about the stories that uh, are just, you know, part of those kind of significant moments Create in my life. Recommended reading kind of... list for um, people on their way out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Although that'll, you know, be very much betraying my age, but surely see. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is about how we weave those stories together. And um, yeah, that's, you know, what, what you're doing there, what we're doing there is is taking other people's experience and other people's imagination and applying it to us, isn't it? We're saying, yeah, that's a bit like what I'm mm. going through. And uh it, it, that's how we how we make sense of what's going on in our lives which i think is um yeah is is really important from a psychological perspective really exactly yeah cool yeah. well is there anything else celine that you wanted to ask um carmilla uh no i think i'm i'm okay in that i've asked my uh my questions i've got my little cheat sheet down here and <laughs> yeah um really enjoyed talking to you yeah i mean it, we haven't gone into your your kind of youth as a as a jehovah's witness and oh, that's the, okay. it's been the leaving experience enough said about that well you know <laughs> part of me thinks i think we kind of covered this you, you did a lot of those great interviews and um you know that's that information is there so if you if you know anybody listening wants to know oh, how did how did that happen well lloyd's uh, video is is on there with you talking about that and that's a fantastic interview so in a way we didn't just want to replicate that because that is that is really interesting what we wanted to know about was this after stuff you know so after you've left and this that's what the podcast is about in many respects you know what how do you make sense of your life mm-hmm. once you've once you've left that organization yeah. and how do you make a success just of it? to make sure people know that it's good afterwards you know in the- oh my god Absolutely. it's so good afterwards mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. seriously it's the best I mean, it's yeah. hard initially, but you, mm. you know, life is so wonderful. And uh, at the risk of sounding absolutely cliched and cheesy, <laughs> uh, if anyone listens to this right now, is listening to this and, and you know, you're struggling with being told or conditioned to think that the mm. world is bad and dangerous and full of evil people. And if you leave Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, horrible things are going to happen to you. It's the opposite, often, not mm-hmm. always. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking just from my own experience. Sure. But, um, I mean, life is so wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people are so good. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Don't go on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, fundamentally, people are so mm. kind and, and many mm. of them, most of them, I think, and, mm. and wonderful. And, and you'll find wonderful friends and, and hopefully be able to build relationships um it's it's really not true uh mm-hmm. the, the scaremongering yeah. about the worldly yeah. people they're mm-hmm. super and wonderful Absolutely. Yeah. and all the things that you get to do now yeah you're doing Absolutely. such amazing stuff like it like you said this film all the stuff you're yeah you could never have been a filmmaker could you you know you could never have done any of that stuff God, and, no and, uh, none of that i would have been oh geez you know what i don't know i <laughs> I would have been a candidate for a suicide, seriously, in the mm. past, uh, if I didn't leave, because because mm. all this uh, stuff that I would have been wanting to do, or mm. the, mm-hmm. the the life I would have wanted to have, yeah. possibly even without knowing it exactly, yeah. it would have mm. just been this, you know, the conflict that that eats mm. at you and, and kills yeah. you from the inside. So, yeah, um, I I mean, I'm not, you know, I I don't know, but it, it would have been horrible yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, well best thing i've ever done <laughs> yeah 
Um, it's been fantastic talking to you today. Thank you for so much for coming on and at a very busy time because obviously you've got your uh, your domestic duties, if you like, but you've also got your film, which is um, about to uh, to make its premiere. So that's um, thank you that's so, so much. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the funny thing is the film premieres in two days, mm-hmm. uh, almost to the hour yeah. at two p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think it's like, oh, it's glamorous, right? It's just like, I don't know, interviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is in those two days, I desperately need to do like three sets of laundry and like, <laughs> you know, the dishwasher and like yeah. wash, wash a window yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I haven't had the time to do any of this yeah. in so long. So it's really not that glamorous. But obviously, you know, it's it's wonderful. It's a very it's exciting good. time. So I hope you have you know the best time on the day when it all premieres and yeah and, you know really excited to see it when we get to see it too <laughs> thank you so much uh such a pleasure to talk to both of you and you. uh sure we'll keep in touch and best best wishes so. to you both as well yeah thank you very much thank you, so thank much. you camilla thank you. thank you if you enjoyed listening to camilla and you'd like to support her you can still contribute to the costs of the post-production of her film through a paypal donation and the link is on today's show notes what Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production. <laughs>